0: name
1: is Kat. And my name is Linda. Thank you for tuning back in for another episode of CMNSU and Friends. This week we'll be continuing our careers in communication segment with our lovely guest Lissy. Lissy, Lizzie?
2: Lissy it's yeah weird. okay perfect Lissy <laughs> like Missy with an L
0: <laughs> I love that um so how are you I'll get you to introduce yourself yeah. but thank you again for
2: joining us I'm and- so happy to be here happy Friday um yeah my name's Lissy um you might see me as Lissy or or Lissy Clow wherever you find me on social media I did get married this year so my last name changed oh congratulations um, thank yeah. you um but yeah I am um, a marketing manager for Poshmark Canada and I've been in this position mm. for the past two years and um, I was on the starting team with Poshmark when we launched into Canada. So um kind of been with them since like day zero for Canada. Um and it's been an awesome journey. And prior to that I was working for Red Bull for quite a few years. Um, and then amidst all of that, running my own um thrift business on the side So okay. so can you
0: maybe just like talk about um what Poshmark is yeah just absolutely for anyone who's not really familiar with it no for
2: sure yeah we're we're still pretty fresh in Canada so um I'd say like one in every 10 people I talk to are like, oh yeah, I totally know what that is. And um, I'd say over even the course of the past year with just the pandemic Mm. and everything, a lot more people have discovered it, just spending more time at home, looking for ways to make money from home yeah yeah, I mean if I can imagine
1: just like as a regular consumer on like TikTok and Snapchat I see Poshmark ads like everywhere maybe it's my (laughs) algorithm or but like everyone's like oh looking at like looking to save money like looking to whatever and I think you're um in terms of like Canadian Canada Poshmark Canada I think like It's really popping off like these days. Like yeah. So so, good to hear. Yeah, good on that. And I'm like, okay, now so I know it's Lissy in the
0: the scenes of the (laughs) (laughs) scenes.
2: Yeah, so for, I guess, anyone who doesn't know what Poshmark is, um, we're a social marketplace um, for buying and selling new and secondhand fashion. So fashion and accessories and home goods. And now even uh, we just launched our pets market, which is really exciting. So um, yeah, kind of anyone and everyone. I always say like your sister could be on Poshmark, your uncle, your neighbor, your teacher, really anybody can buy and sell. So there's something for everyone there.
0: Awesome. Is it, it's free, right? To use? Okay. And you, you
2: choose your price, um, of what you're selling. And then, um, it's very much a social marketplace in terms of, it's kind of like a Instagram meets eBay in a way where, um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of what goes into it is really like the social side. There's a lot of sharing that's involved, um, and interacting with each other, both on the buying and selling front. Um, Mm -hmm. so different, different than any other reselling platform, um, that I've ever experienced.
1: So yeah yeah for sure I like how you say um where Instagram meets eBay because I know that you can like follow certain sellers yes. if you like really yes. like their stuff or like their style so you exactly. can continue to see what they're up to so in yeah. that way it's and you like can really follow, social
2: totally you can follow brands that you really like so that when items are listed for that brand you can be like the first to shop those different items. So yeah, it's all from the comfort of your own home, whether you're buying or selling, which is Mm -hmm. an awesome advantage. So
0: yeah. Well, I love that. I like, I need to start using because yes. like i love thrifting and like yeah. actually like going to the thrift store and like mm-hmm. you know the whole experience but with covid now it's yeah. kind of scary to go into totally stores, right oh, so. yeah
2: that's what's been neat is that like some people definitely aren't comfortable going into thrift stores right now so being able to actually thrift online is a pretty cool opportunity
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. So what does a day in your life entail? Like could you describe to yeah. us like your day-to-day schedule, any in- yeah. interesting
2: processes that go on? I mean, obviously, in the past year, everything's kind of flipped. And now I work from home. So not the most exciting, like commute or anything like that. But um, for me, I'm definitely somebody who loves like a a good morning routine. I feel like if I am ever like shaken from that routine, kind of the whole day is rocked a little bit. Um, So I don't know, especially this past year. I, I think getting fresh air is so key. So just like whether it's going for a walk or sitting on my patio and having my coffee, I love to journal. So journaling is huge <gasps> for me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of like brain dump everything that I'm like thinking through or like kept me up at night, that kind of thing. Um, and then yeah, from there my day starts. Um, I just hired on two awesome girls onto my marketing team. It was just a one woman show for Canada before we're a small oh, wow. startup team um, for Poshmark Canada in general. There's now 10 of us, um, but we started as um, five. And so we're, we're slowly growing, which is really exciting too. So it's been a bit of a shift, I guess. in in 2021 for me, where I now have um, two girls that I'm managing on my team, which is just been such an awesome dynamic, especially working from home and being able to kind of structure out how we do things and the processes there. So um, now I can delegate a bit more um, some of the tasks that Mm -hmm. I was previously managing and then be able to have space to strategize and Um, look ahead, which is always um, so important. So for me, it's a ton of Zoom meetings. This is like, (laughs) what we're doing here is nothing foreign to me. So um, I think if anything, outside of um, team syncs, one-on-ones, things like that, um, for me, it's really being able to carve out time in my days the best I can to kind of have space where I schedule meetings for myself to be able to Take that time to like ideate, strategize, look ahead, kind of let everything sink in from the meetings that I maybe had in the morning, um, and then yeah, I, I hope that answers the question. But every day, no, is yeah, very it's different. really cool. Yeah, and um, uh, our company. I'm is kind of awesome. surprised
1: that there was only five of you guys yeah. to yeah. <laughs> start. And now there's yeah. 10, which is still surprising so because so. Yeah. I just feel like I mean maybe it's because like I'm conditioned to see the ads now. And like, I actually using right. like, Poshmark at the beginning of quarantine. And so yeah. I was like, wow! I didn't know like the the team was yeah. so small in Canada. We're so-
2: lucky to have um, an awesome team in the U.S. who we work very closely with. I would say I work um, more with the U.S. team than most of my coworkers in Canada. So mm-hmm. it's very cross-functional. Um, even before COVID, I was I was the one on Zoom on like a big screen in a meeting room, being like, sorry. I can't hear you. What'd you say? Like, Mm -hmm. um, so I think we've been used to kind of this, I guess, remote work with a larger team, um, which made the transition easier into Mm -hmm. all Zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'd say like productivity wise, it's just like, man, Zoom just can take up the day. So I think being able to like carve out time to like meet with yourself, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. has been really important for me this past year. And Um, just taking breaks when, when you remember when you have time, um, getting up from your chair and like stretching and. And I, I mean, we were chatting about it before we started recording, but, um, for me, one thing that's been really awesome is, um, I started dog walking during COVID. And so it literally forces me out of my, um, out of the comfort of my own home. And like, when you're so sucked into your zoom screen and, um, everything being so digital, that's been a huge change that I've loved. And I want a dog one day. So being able to kind of train myself with, um, my schedule right now has been awesome. So
0: that's so true. Like both Linda and yeah. I work from home too right now with our co-ops. Yes. And like I find yeah. that it's so easy to just sit at yes. your desk For and time. I actually started dog sitting too. So it literally does. Oh, really? Work. I'm I not think. even kidding.
1: Me too.
2: Yeah. Like tomorrow no no I'm way. dog sitting. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm like, we well, see a trend here. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> the synergy. Wow.
1: It's so good
2: but yeah like considering
1: not to talk about myself but like I do social yeah. media and like marketing in my current co-op and I found yeah. that like oh just hanging out on and like engaging on social media for my yeah. work and then like for like hours at a time and then like yeah being quote-unquote off work and then going on to my personal social media and just engaging on that and doing my thing it's just like wow yeah. that's a lot in one day and like one week and then months and it just like prolongs so it's just like um, I love how you're taking time to you know um, meet with yourself and be outside and just be you know more mindful of like reality if that makes sense totally yeah
2: I think that's been interesting just kind of in the marketing world too this past year like everything is so digital within marketing like these Mm -hmm. days I guess and so it's Mm -hmm. hard to find those like hard stops or like get away from screen time when like you're in the industry, you're passionate about it. You want to keep up with everything. So I think that that's been an interesting thing to navigate is like, you can kind of feel a fogginess at the end of the day sometimes, but Mm -hmm. um, being able to create those boundaries is definitely important. But then also keeping up with everything is also Mm -hmm. important too. Yeah.
0: Okay. So obviously we're going to talk about your journey to Poshmark and all of your past experiences, but we did some research and I hope we don't oh, sound like stalkers. Yeah. I <laughs> just, love like, it. just like on your LinkedIn. Um, okay. And- I haven't updated it in a while. I <laughs> hope there's nothing too outdated. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that you yes. studied human geography. Yes. Yeah. I know. So I'm a wild
2: card. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's super interesting. Yeah. Like yes. I was just like, how did you go from that yeah, to That writing? is a great question. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I feel like if you, yeah, you would only know that about me if you saw my LinkedIn or like had it <laughs> in writing, like it doesn't come up very often. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I I didn't really know what I wanted to study in school. I went to UBC, um, kind of tried everything. I've always identified as being like a very creative person, but like, being pretty mm. good at a lot of things but like never yeah. being able to like lock down like one thing I was really passionate about or interested in but I knew I loved cities I knew I loved connection I knew I loved like experiences that brought people together and so I ended up landing um, just in this course it was um, or it was like urban studies 100 or something at UBC mm-hmm. and I was just fascinated by everything I learned it was like the best grade that I had gotten like I think it was in second year when I took that course and I just performed the best, I guess. Like I was just like so passionate, really, really interested in everything that we learned about there. And so I was just like, okay, there's something there. I think I'm going to pursue it. And so um I was able to work with like a academic like advisor basically to help me like craft my major because I was like where do I go from here (laughs) I'm really passionate about it but like I don't know why um and so I ended up landing in human geography with an emphasis on urban studies um so all about it's more I mean when people think of geography I think they think of just like rocks and land and the earth and like yes it's that but then the human Mm -hmm. side is what I studied which is like the human experience on earth. So population growth, how cities are made, how people like interact urban in planning, urban yeah. planning, that would, that would have been a great path for me to take. But then I fell in love with marketing. So um, you never
1: know, like you
2: never know. Um, but yeah, so I'd say that's how I like, um, spent my time at UBC, if I could give like a piece of advice, I guess, is like if you feel on fire, if that makes sense, like for something and you're Mm -hmm. really passionate about it, listen to that because it's only going to lead you in the right direction to like where you'll eventually land. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I loved what I studied. I knew I did not want to be a geographer in my career um, <laughs> mm-hmm. or an urban planner. Like I just was like that. Just feels so intense. That's going to be a lot more schooling. I wasn't the best student, I guess. Um, I don't know if I can say that on this podcast. No, <laughs> <again>. <laughs> um, but I, I always knew I was never a good student. But if I was passionate about it, then I would like feel proud of the work that I was doing, and mm-hmm. so. I ended up um, needing to get a job while I was in school um, to, you know, pay for everything. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I knew I wanted a job that would like kind of keep me, keep me using different parts of my brain because school was just really intense, and I needed to like be active and like outside. And I was like, I don't even know what that looks like. And then I landed um, a part-time job with Red Bull, so I was one of the Chicks driving the Mini Cooper. Obviously, that doesn't happen <laughs> anymore because of and was that Was that your first job um, out of um. university, like post-grad? No, that was during university. So that oh, was... Okay. Um, and it was outside of school. It wasn't like a co-op or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So nice. I was just like wow, working look part you. Time for Red Bull. Yeah, okay. like, got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so fully working and doing a full course load at the same time. Um, obviously, it was a part-time job, but I was like saying yes to every opportunity for like events and weekend trips and all these things because it was such a fun job. And so I kind of just started understanding marketing, I guess, by being like a field marketing representative in the field, talking to consumers about the product and like um, going to these events and seeing kind of the back end and how they all came together. And I was just really interested by it all. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I was working, I guess, part time in marketing by doing that Red Bull job while I was studying geography. And then, um, yeah, I, I guess I just started working my way up the Red Bull corporate ladder um, kind of during Mm -hmm. university and taking advantage of any opportunities that they had for students. Cause that was a really unique thing with Red Bull is that they, um, they had a student job, which was like a foot into this big, awesome company. And like, I feel like as a marketer, especially back in like twenty twelve and twenty thirteen, like mm-hmm. seeing the name Red Bull, it was like, oh my gosh, like that is marketing. Like I want to be in that world. And so <laughs> um, <laughs> i I definitely just took advantage of like any opportunity. And then um, we had an internship program that was based in Toronto at the headquarters. And so, um, I was like, I'm just gonna put my name in the hat. Like I'm not a marketing student, but, I've been with the company, I've been loyal, I've been like learning, I've been just a part of this team and loving every step of the process and ended up landing an inter- a summer internship in my third year of university. Yeah, third year Um, and moved to Toronto for the summer. That was in um the department was called consumer collecting. So it basically was like the umbrella for reaching students, um, like connecting Red Bull to students across Canada. So it helped that whole summer with like the Canadian strategy and um yeah, different events and concepts and how to reach new users and all of that. And it was hmm. such a cool experience. Um, and then they wanted me to stay. And like I had one year left of school, and it was like the hardest decision I had to make was like, do I stay and like potentially not finish school and like yeah. go on this marketing path that like I think. I wanted to um and it felt like I was like okay I'm either putting all my eggs in the Red Bull basket or I finish what I started and then see what happens from when I graduate I'm
1: assuming they proposed to you a full-time position in Toronto it
2: was like uh like a full-time contract so it was like it wasn't like hey like you've been interning, now here's full-time, you're locked and loaded forever. Mm -hmm. It was like, we want to extend this, make you a contractor, keep it going, like, as we see need. And I was like, that's such an awesome opportunity, especially Mm -hmm. when you are a student, you're almost finished school. You're like, this is Mm -hmm. definitely a company I want to work for. So that was a really tough decision for me. I said no. um, And I was like, I don't know why, but I need to finish my geography degree. (laughs) No, yeah, (laughs) no, I totally, I respect that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I I knew too that I was like, I think Red Bull's where I'm going to be forever. Like at the time, I was like, Mm -hmm. I, I did feel really young, obviously, in my career. And I was like, this is, I can see a path here. But like, what if I wanted to go somewhere else to a different company and I didn't have my Degree, degree and I'm a bad mm. student I'm never gonna go back to school <laughs> <laughs> don't say <laughs> so, that <my> <laughs> I was um but yeah so I I said no Moved back to Vancouver Finished school I swear it was like the best decision I could have done because I was just like that much more motivated to finish have that under my belt check it off and then see where I landed. So yeah, for me, it was in my last semester at UBC, I was like, I want to work for Red Bull, I want to be in marketing, this is what I want to do. And so it was super cool. I was um, gonna, I was crafting, I was putting together a job description to email my old managers in Toronto. And I was like, I'm gonna just like, create a role that I see as an opportunity for them that only I can do because I've been <laughs> That's working with them. super
1: impressive.
2: Like I love how they grab. Like it the was gut, awesome. The confidence. It was. Like, yeah, it, was um, it was so I scary. Envy that. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> want to so, you. It was crazy, guys. Though I literally, I was like crafting this job description, and I was like, "This is the scariest thing." I've ever done like there's no a lot of life already but I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna just like (laughs) pitch this I'm gonna see what they say if they turn me down that's a learning but it's gonna suck if they turn me down and then I get a random FaceTime call from my oh. old manager in Toronto wow. while I was in the library okay. studying. I was like in a silent library. I was like, hey, sorry, one second. <laughs> Give me a second. And she was sitting in a meeting room and she was like, I know this is so random. I know we haven't talked in like seven months, but we have an opportunity for you to move back to Toronto. And she had literally like identified okay. exactly what I had identified oh in my job God. description. So it was like super serendipitous, mm. really crazy. And so this was in like- That's February. not even crazy though. Like you manifested that, like you wrote yeah, that totally. down, you sent
1: it out, you took initiative yeah. and yeah. you everything like from that. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you guys taking notes? Are you guys taking I notes? I love it. Yeah, yeah. right here. Like take description. the description. Yeah, I know. But like, honestly,
2: like- I think it's such a, it was such a, it felt so crazy to like Mm. even be, have like the balls to write that honestly, Mm -hmm. to have it like, I don't know, just like presented to me. I was like, okay, this is obviously something I have to do a thousand percent where I'm like, I guess like being called to almost. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was in like early February of my last semester and I just said, yes, I was like, I'm moving to Toronto. The second I graduate, um, I don't really know like advice for that kind of thing, but I would say like, if you have a passion and you see an opportunity, like just write a job description <laughs> like, <laughs> just and like reach it. out and manifest it. I don't know. <laughs> and so, yeah, I like finished my last class and um I think it was that was on like a Friday and then on like the Monday moved back to Toronto and wow. and then I That's was there crazy. I was just like there I was like in Toronto and I was like this is wow yeah this is what I'm doing and I loved it um and then I'm like this is such a long story you know, <laughs> no this <laughs> is so great
1: yeah it's really good yeah. just to dial it back a bit yeah um you were talking, and this is all very valuable to like all the listeners right but, now, and me and Kat, yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, thank you so much for like, yeah, yeah, just like di- diving in deep. Like, wow, mm-hmm. we're getting all of the tea from Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. Lizzie's career path. This is life.
2: You need to start a YouTube it.
1: girl.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Lizzie's life. <laughs> you were talking about how so growing up like as a student you were like very well rounded and like you kind of were good at anything Mm -hmm. like anything that you put your mind to you felt like oh I'd be Mm -hmm. good here I'd be good here and I feel like as a communication major like you kind of have that mentality as well like oh like I could write like I could design like we have so many creative gateways in the school of Mm -hmm. communication and so what would you have to say for like a student in that same position like how did you navigate like having mm-hmm. so many different passions and so many different
0: possibilities.
2: Yeah, yeah that's a great question. Um I, I kind of just had a flashback to high school when like um a perfect example was like I just decided to take yearbook and I was like I'm really creative. I think I want to do photography and photography. I want to write and I want to all these things. And was me. And yeah. And it was like one of those things where I was like, I was able to kind of play into like everything there. And then I was like editor in chief and I loved it. And it was like everything I was known for in high school. But um, so yeah, I would say like I think it's yeah, I think it's good to kind of have your finger or like hands in everything like dipping your toes in a lot of buckets, I think is only gonna help your career. And so if there's like 10 buckets that you have of like things you're interested in within like Mm -hmm. the communications realm or the marketing realm, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like own that and like be really, really okay at a lot of those things. And Mm -hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna get you to where you need to be because you're going to be able to know how to do all of those things. And even if you're not the expert in it, you can learn um, Mm -hmm. and you can learn from other people who are the experts in it. And then you're going to just hone though and like tweak what you were like maybe less confident in, but I would say just like have confidence in the fact that you can do all of those things. And Mm -hmm. that's such an upper hand from somebody who's not from a communications background, who, (laughs) like myself, who came from geography, I had to just like, kind of learn it all. And then I was like, from what I've learned, I have these 10 buckets. And I really like six of them, maybe four of them. I'm like, I know how to do but I don't like love them. But you know how to do it. And you can contribute to a team that way. So I'd say just like, own it like be able to like I think in any communications role or marketing role at least in my experience in my career you do need to be able to like step in for another team member who maybe Mm -hmm. it's not fully in your wheelhouse or you're maybe not the expert in or like know the ins and outs, but being able to know like, oh, I, I understand this. Like you understand like the verbiage and like what they're talking about and roughly how to do it. It's, it's Mm going to make you a stronger like candidate, I guess, for whether it's a company you're working for or one that you want to work for, being able to say like, I can do X, Y, Z and ABC is like the best strength you could have. I personally think.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, I I really like how you just stress on confidence because I relate to you, like, I am not the best student. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I would not say that my GPA is thriving right now. Yeah. (laughs) But I, like, I know I'm confident in my skills and my abilities. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know I'm a good people person. And sometimes it is really discouraging as a student, especially in communications when, you know, you might not be, Thriving academically. So yeah. you're like, oh, is that gonna um, you know, make an impact on my future like job no. opportunities, <laughs> right? Yeah. And no one Just has yeah. ever
2: asked my GPA. Yeah. <laughs> like it's never affected anything. The relief, the relief, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Let the
0: weight be lifted. <laughs> Okay, good. I'll just keep yeah. just passing my classes. The <laughs> applications <laughs> to Poshmark Canada after this podcast,
2: yes, like you better be ready bring to them read. in. reel them in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.
0: <laughs> no, but yeah, like it's I'm so, so important to just like realize that you yeah. need to just put yourself out there and believe in yourself. Like as cheesy yeah. as it is, like you never no, know like so where true. it will take you. Like I love the idea of actually like creating your own position
2: like I've
0: never heard of anyone doing that hey you gotta do what you gotta do (laughs) I'm here
2: for it completely
1: like I love it like like, that relationship building and especially like as Mm -hmm. a grad, like in as a student like you don't feel like you have that like authority or Mm -hmm. that initiative you don't feel like you can until like no one's says that you can't you know Mm -hmm. so just like thinking Mm -hmm. no one's gonna
2: teach you that
1: in school Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm sure your employers were like super impressed as, as like nervous as you were anxious totally I'm sure that like I feel like I don't yeah. know. I'm just like fangirling right now.
0: <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I I
2: know. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna write my own job description to you. So, so. good. <laughs> no, I
2: think it's good. It's like what what is your like dream role with like what you know right now and what you're passionate about and like what again kind of like what puts you on fire every day, like what you like stay up at night thinking about it. Like you mm-hmm. wanna be able to do that in your everyday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think your like uh experience so far just like goes to show that like, there's so much that you can learn outside of mm-hmm. school, too. Like, I've oh, never yeah. really taken any marketing classes. And I like my personal dream, I guess, is to have a career, like a successful career in marketing. So it's really interesting that you can just, you know, major in something completely unrelated, yeah. like yes. human geography, <laughs> and
2: actually, you know, have a whole yeah.
0: career dedicated to there is, marketing yeah, and totally. All that, so
2: a ton of imposter syndrome. I still get it sometimes, like, especially in like, I don't know, the early stages of, I guess like my marketing career, I was like, there's some things I straight up still Google. Like, I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's okay to admit. Like, I think it's good to always be learning, always be challenged. And like, you're not gonna be the expert in something if you, and like, yes, it's great to get an education in a specific field you know you Mm -hmm. want to pursue, But there's always still room to grow and there's always still room to learn. And so I think like being open to like, it's okay if you don't know everything and you're not the expert, Mm -hmm. but like you're willing to learn Um, or you'll take the steps in your own time to like figure out how to do whatever it is. You're always going to be learning.
0: Yeah, that's so encouraging. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Of course. Okay. Um, I also like wanted to talk about dainty Mm -hmm. dainty insight yeah yeah my little brain child (laughs) because I yeah I was just like looking at the LinkedIn and I saw that and
2: it's kind of like Poshmark, right? But yeah, so it's what helped get my job at Poshmark, which is awesome. You're literally your own um, competitor. like. (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah. So basically, just one point on like Dainty Insight, it was a full on side hustle for me. Um, I'll get into it in a second. But Just want to encourage anyone who's listening. Like if you have a side business, even if you have like 500 followers on Instagram, it's a, Mm -hmm. and like, that might not feel like that many, but like, if they're engaged, they're following, they're purchasing, they're investing, whatever it is, put it on your LinkedIn because it's only going to help you. And I think that that was something I was like kind of weird about with LinkedIn is such a formal platform um, that I was like, when I was doing this side hustle, I was like, I am spending like 20 plus hours a week on this. Like I need to like showcase it as a business because it is a business. And so Mm -hmm. it's something I'm running while I'm working full time. Like that's Mm -hmm. crazy. Put it on your LinkedIn. I'm going to tell you that now. Um, So whether it's a tiny thing, like you're making jewelry on the side or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, it's a business.
1: Yeah. It should be recognized. It's It's a part of your resume. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for mentioning that. Cause I feel like, especially nowadays, like Mm-hmm. And with the emergence like of TikTok and all of that like yeah. there's so many like people starting their own businesses young people yeah, students, totally. and just like uh, online businesses e-commerce Etsy yeah. all that stuff so I all feel like it. just to have that mentality that you are a business owner you are an entrepreneur yes. to some extent mm-hmm. so just like having the confidence to
2: Kind present that
1: sound. to um yeah. business from a business ex- aspect. Totally. So yeah, really
2: important. Uh right, go it's on. Can I help. Yes. So dainty insight, my brainchild. Um <laughs> basically I was yeah, I had been like full-on in Red Bull. I was like, Red Bull is I'm drinking it, I'm living it, I'm loving it. Like it was driving the, car, the mini yeah. cooper. Driving the car, I am a Red Bull can. Um and so <laughs> I, I felt like it was like, I, I loved it so much. I loved everything, everyone I worked with, everything I was working on, but I just had like a lot of passions that like, I wasn't able, I was working full-time for them back in Vancouver at the time. And, um, so yeah, basically I was like, I've had a lifelong love of thrifting. Like I've, I grew up with like my mom taking my sister and I to garage sales and thrifting and estate sales and like all these things. And that's just like how it's been, it's like engraved in my DNA of like, this is mm-hmm. how I love shopping. It's therapy for me. I'm mm-hmm. like obsessed with every inch of it. Um, And so for me, I was like, I kind of hit a point where I was like, wait, I've been like doing this for myself for so long. And then I, I realized an opportunity where like a ton of my girlfriends were asking me like, hey, you just thrifted those really cute Levi's. Like, can you try to find me a pair? And so I would just start while I was thrifting, kind of have like a little checklist of like, oh, like this would look really good on Mackenzie or like Scout would look <laughs> so cute in this top. You're and a good So like friend. having that, yeah. Yeah. oh man, it was the best because it almost like <laughs> helped fuel my thrifting because I was like, I can't just keep shopping for myself. Um, know, and right? so- I'm a crazy thrift lady. I go on these like huge excursions where I spend like six hours by myself with headphones on. I do too. Um, (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, so I realized I was like, okay, a lot of my friends don't know how to thrift. Like they feel like, completely foreign when they step into a Valley village and but they want to shop sustainably when They're you go like, into a valley is... village you see potential
1: like you see I mean, like you see business. what a world you what see... a world I'm in <laughs> you see dolly signs
0: like it's... yes
2: I like see a sleeve and I'm like you're mine whatever <laughs> you are orange silky sleeve um but yeah I'm enjoying this conversation a lot (laughs) um but yeah I'm like I could talk about thrifting all day so stop me whenever but um (laughs) yeah I basically saw an opportunity where I was like okay I love this my friends are liking it I think there could be other women in Vancouver at least who could benefit from like I don't know buying something that I thrift and this was Mm -hmm. like this was 2016. Um, And there were definitely like already some like kind of like upcycle, resell, like a lot of that stuff, going on, yeah. kind of happening on Instagram. And so I was, I just jumped on board and I was like, I mean, that was the scariest thing ever was freaking starting that business I was like I don't know do people want in like (laughs) are they even interested and so I just took the pressure off a bit with that one and I was like this is just something I'm super passionate about I know that like I don't know it's it hit every check mark that like Red Bull wasn't like feeding into my day-to-day so being able to like create content thrift create a brand like have that creative energy mm-hmm. go into something that was like in my brain, but then like all of a sudden an in Instagram was just the coolest thing. And so Yeah, I started it. Dainty Insight, like the title itself, the name of the company, um, I started that, like, it doesn't mean anything. It was a blog I made when I was 14 um, about, like, music and thrifting and all these things and um, just all my interests. And so I was like, that's a name I never really got to use. And it, like, still felt right. Um, And so, yeah, I started an online thrift business. It was great. Um, I did... I mean, I miss these days so much, especially the past year, but I would do pop-up shops and partner with different companies in Vancouver to, like, host a fun little weekend pop-up or a couple hours, so that was really fun, Um, and actually getting to, like, have people touch the clothing and feel it and um, Mm -hmm. experience kind of these little curated collections that I would put together, Um, and then I also ran – it's not on my LinkedIn – but – I um, think called closet raid. And so that was a big consignment sale where I would like bring in, it was like 30 to 40 women around Vancouver who wanted to sell clothing out of their closets. Um, it was a big consignment sale, like probably 30 racks of clothes. And it would happen like one Saturday every season. And so I was like running both of those at the same time. And so I don't know how I did it, honestly. <laughs> so impressive. Was, again, I'll yeah all out of passion because I was like this is something mm-hmm. that I just I love so much I'm like g- being so like so fed by it um like every weekend every evening I was like I was all in and then it hit a point with my career where I lo- I was in event marketing at Red Bull um and so that also really helped with like partnerships and like making those like events come to life and pop-ups and big consignment sales so I like definitely learned a lot from Red Bull to help make that happen. But then it was like the passion also and like um, connecting with people in a different world, like in the thrift world. And I was like, that's my world. (laughs) Um, And so what was really cool was when uh, it's that classic, like, how can I make my side hustle my full time? And like, When do you make the jump? And I was looking at the money and I was like, it's not gonna happen (laughs) because it was a side hustle. It was very much like fueling, it would all go back into the business and it would fuel my next like thrift haul. And so for me, I was like, okay, I want to do this full time. I don't know. And then I guess it was another case of like, case of manifestation in a way of just like, mm-hmm. this is, I want to be talking about sustainable fashion. I want to be in that industry. Vancouver does not have it. Mm-hmm. Like for a big company to like take the plunge from a Red Bull to X, I was like, I don't know what that looks like. There's so many awesome brands and companies in Vancouver in the fashion industry, but none of them really check the box of sustainable fashion. And so yes, I was like, yeah. if I'm going to go into fashion, it needs to line with this and so i guess it was is literally perfect. Um,
0: yeah so yeah.
2: i was i did the full job hunt um that was i guess that was i i treated it actually this is funny thinking about it um i remember thinking when i started job hunting it was probably a six or seven months month job hunt for me um I remember thinking, this is what it must feel like when you're about to graduate university and you have no idea what's next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
0: um,
2: yeah. yeah. So it, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work and a lot of navigation mm-hmm. and just being like, I don't know. Cause it almost felt like Red Bull was my university in a way, if that makes any sense. It was almost like, well, mm-hmm. you grew with them throughout training school, right? me and like yeah. growing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so for me, I think it was very much like, this huge learning curve of like, okay, I want to be in the sustainable fashion world in an influential way, but I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to get there. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was six or seven months of interviewing for companies that I just totally flopped in the interviews. Sales is not for me. Like, yes, I can sell a thrifted blouse, but like, no, I can't sell you on like a piece of technology. <laughs> and so um, I went through like a really big learning curve in terms of like just trying to get a job somewhere different. And I think I really learned like, again, to listen to like what I'm passionate about, what what keeps me up at night and not settle. Um, and I know that's a scary thing too. Like if you are, coming up on graduating and like just wanting to secure a job right when you graduate like yes that's good but like also you want to make sure that you are passionate because like when you're passionate and it's paired with something that like you're pretty good at um again back to kind of those buckets like um if you can align with like the company values and like what's being like marketed and you kind of have the skills, you'll be fine. If the passion's Mm -hmm. there, you're going to, that's what employers are looking for is like Mm -hmm. the passion and like the energy and the excitement of like being part of something. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you have most of the skills, it's going to help you. Um, but if you're not an expert, that's okay too. So yeah, basically I was on this job hunt that was insane. It was so long. It was so tiring. Um, and then, like seven months in, I I was like getting drinks with a girlfriend, and she was like, "Hey, did you hear Poshmark's launching in Canada?" And I was like, "Okay, that's no. Like, I would have I, my. This is my world. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting yeah. for it to come and." And she was like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure they're coming. And I'm pretty sure they just posted some jobs in Vancouver. And I was like, nah, I would have seen it. I'm on LinkedIn more than anybody we know. And then lo and behold, there was a community development manager role in Vancouver that was open. And I just like... Mm -hmm like dope like it's like I've never <laughs> applied for a job faster um and yeah i i guess i got in at the right time um in the interview process and it was the event experience from Red Bull and like that whole course or university experience of Red Bull mm-hmm. paired with the passion for sustainable fashion and the thrift business that i had started and the network mm-hmm. i built in Canada and Vancouver amongst all that helped me get the job
0: Wow! Can I just say like, this is so inspiring for me personally, Uh, because the reason why I wanted to go into communication, like I, I wanted to do fashion marketing at KPU at first, because I'm also like,
2: oh, really, It it seems awesome. There's a ton of great students that come out of that program. Yeah.
0: Okay. Maybe I'll look into it after, but I, I wanted to do something. Girl, you are not leaving me. I know I won't. No (laughs) way. But I was like, I don't want to be the one like making or designing anything. Like I'd rather be in the marketing or communications realm. But I was like, okay, I also have a passion for thrifting and like um, sustainability. And I was like, I don't know how I can kind of merge that with a career um in marketing or anything you know like yeah. I want to I want to work in fashion and beauty but I also want to stick to my own values yeah so totally. I I think it's so like important that you talked about how you're mixing mm-hmm. your passion with career and just starting dainty insight mm-hmm. like yeah. it kind of gives me inspiration like maybe I should start my own yeah. little yeah. Side yeah. I'm hustle. i a too. poshmark too. closet yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, on resume.
2: Yeah, you can do a lot on there. Um, No, I was going to say when I was in that like crazy job hunt, um, part of what was really helpful, and I guess this is a bit of a piece of advice for anyone who is on the job hunt, take people for coffee, whether that's virtually, obviously right now with the pandemic, or Mm -hmm. if you like have a relationship with them, take them for coffee, go for a walk, whatever it is. But somebody who... People who are in industries that you want to be in or companies that you want to work for because those relationships that you can make early on before and without asking much Mm -hmm. of them, I think Mm -hmm. is really important. So just straight up taking somebody for coffee just to pick their brain about like what they do and like what their day-to-day looks like and how they got to where they are, kind of like this podcast, Um, but like Mm -hmm. being able to – get to know like the path of where you want to be. And yes, that could, I started taking people for coffee back then with like people who are already in my network who maybe weren't like my best friend, but maybe it's like my best friend's like coworker's sister who I met at an event who are like, we are familiar. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was a really, Kind of intimidating process because you're the one in the hot seat who has to ask the questions. Like, yeah, the person, if they give you their time, like they are there to basically be like, What do you want to know? Like, I'm not going to lead this conversation. And yeah. so, what I'm getting at is <laughs> I took this one woman for coffee who she created a path for herself kind of in the sustainable fashion world. She's a um, in Vancouver, um, where she's a freelancer. She goes into like different women's closets and like is a consultant basically. And I just thought that was so admirable. And the fact mm-hmm. that she was able to just like do that full time, it didn't make sense to me. But I remember I just came so unprepared to that coffee. And I was <laughs> like, oh, she was like, what do you want to know? And I was like, um, I, oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, and, and, <laughs> everything I want to know it all and she's <laughs> just like okay well what do you want to know and and so I think what was really cool from that conversation to kind of bring it back is that she was like okay you don't know like what kind of company you want to end up at so the company you're at now or what you're working with now she was like because I was still at Red Bull at the time and so she's like you're very passionate about sustainability what does sustainability look like at Red Bull and I was like oh that's a really good question. And so it was interesting to think about like, okay, with where I'm at right now, what I'm passionate about, how can I feed that in to the day-to-day or the company as a whole, taking on like additional projects, pitching ideas, things like that. So I never got the chance to do this, but if I had stayed at Red Bull, one thing I was going to do was just like, start the sustainability conversation in terms of like, as a broader company, this is outside of my role in my department, but like I'm passionate about it and I want to bring that to the table and I want to help formulate what it looks like in the office as a brand, like what's our stance on sustainability. And Mm -hmm. so that was a really interesting, like, I guess, piece of advice from her was almost like, whatever you're passionate about, try to find a way to do it in your day-to-day or help your company do it or it on because mm-hmm. if you're passionate about it it's not going to feel like work it's going to mm-hmm. feel like fun so
0: and you're just going to be better um, at it too no. like at your job yeah,
2: yeah totally yeah
0: i i like no. the, the point that you made just like taking someone out for coffee i've heard that mm-hmm. so it's many so times deep. in networking and everything and mm-hmm. i've never done that because i'm like i'm so nervous but yeah. just being part of this whole process with like cic and reaching out to yeah. industry professionals like yourself I realized that other people are actually like very excited and like more willing to talk and willing, to, to right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're totally. so open to the idea of it. And anyone who's listening, yeah. like don't feel intimidated or don't be scared to just reach out to someone oh that you gosh. see on LinkedIn. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's the best yeah. thing you can do. I had actually, yeah, I had a girl. Uh, she was in her last semester, I think at UBC. I didn't know her at all. And she found me on LinkedIn and she was like, hey, I really want to pick your brain. And she like identified like why she wanted to pick my brain. And I was like blown <laughs> away. I was just like, I wanted to like screenshot and be like, everybody do this. This is awesome. <laughs> um, and I I was just like blown away by the way she approached it because she was like, yes, it felt like it didn't feel like spammy or anything, but I was like, I don't know you. What's What am I going to get out of this? Um, but then for her to actually take me for coffee, I was just like, why didn't I do that when I was in my final semester? Like that is the best Mm. thing you can do because she's now somebody who like, she's top of my mind if there's ever, a friend of mine who works for a different company who's looking for a marketing ex or like a camera yeah. ex. Like she's somebody who I'm like, I was, she's took initiative. She was like super confident. She had great questions. She was curious. She was ready to learn. Um, and she wasn't expecting to like, for me to be like, okay, this is awesome. Here's a marketing coordinator role for you that starts next <laughs> week. Like she yeah. was just more was like, I want to get to know you. I want to like one day, end up in a similar role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What does
1: being a community development manager entail?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generally. So I'm now marketing manager. I haven't updated my LinkedIn. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> um, but I've been I've been marketing Even manager better. for about the past year. Um, but community development manager into marketing manager. It's really at least for Poshmark, um, we aren't an app without our community. So the community of Mm -hmm. buyers and sellers, it's not like we have a bunch of inventory that we're shipping out. It's based on a buyer and a seller. Um, So you're doing it from your own home. And so for community development, um, it's very much focusing all marketing efforts on who our community is, what's they're up to, what we want to educate them on, uh, what we want to empower them with. And so um, kind of the transition that I've made at Poshmark was starting in community development where it was all about the people. um, So all about programs that we ran for them, programs that we had available for them to connect with each other. Um, because it's very, it's a very collaborative platform. Everybody's very And much hey, that's like, kind of
1: like what you studied at UBC. Yeah, including like exactly. bring, so
2: bring it all down. <laughs> <Well, there laughs> yeah. Go. Um, and then pre COVID, um, it was all event marketing. So that kind of fell under my umbrella too. Um and yeah, bringing the community community physically together um, in different cities in Canada and then obviously growing awareness that we're even in Canada. Um, So working closely with our social teams, PR teams, um, and then obviously email marketing and in-app notifications. Um, Mm -hmm. And then kind of with the transition of the pandemic, um, everything obviously is virtual now, everything's digital. So my role kind of took a switch um, a year ago, I guess, um, where no more in-person. So what does it look like for our community? And so I kind of took on the hat of way more marketing. So I launched our Instagram for Canada and like whole strategy for that, um, work really closely with our PR team to basically put forward different community sellers, um, to showcase their stories, to help grow awareness that way. Um, and then manage just overall the strategy for product marketing and merchandising and then content creation and brand partnerships. So I'm very much like marketing manager in terms of like every Every marketing bucket um, for Canada specifically. Wow, wow. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's like the dream.
2: It's awesome. And it's the dream yeah. job. I'm like obsessed with my job. I, yeah, I'm like I'm so, so excited to go to work every day. <laughs> it's so encouraging.
0: Like yeah. I don't know when I think of marketing. Like how do you, especially now, like how do you mm-hmm. keep Poshmark in the loop? You know, like keeping mm-hmm. up with the latest trends. Or like how do you? Yeah. Um, like <laughs> stand out compared to yeah. other competing competitive companies like
2: Depop or yeah. you know, totally. Um, yeah, I think right now, like how do we do it? I would say it's with a team keeping up with things like trends and mm-hmm. things that are happening kind of in the digital space um, with other brands. How quick people have had to pivot in the past year, I think that that's been really interesting um, mm-hmm. to just see how different brands have adapted being able to just work quicker I think um, has been super helpful and being able to just have fun and be creative with it because I think that that's kind of the vibe right now what is I guess one last thing that you'd like to share mm-hmm. for students who are looking to kind of follow your footsteps um I think that biggest thing for me I don't remember who told me this but at one point in like my early marketing career somebody just said just be a sponge like you need to be a sponge and just like Mm. that's literally me Mm. everything and like I think that was the best piece of advice let it all sink in ask questions come with ideas and I think too like everyone has so many ideas, like, don't keep them locked in. Make sure that, like, like your idea is presented at the right time in the right place. You're going to know when that is, Mm -hmm. um, because, or if an idea doesn't stick, bring it up again in another opportunity for another campaign or whatever it is coming to the table with, like, whatever's in your brain. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, take it, like, giving ideas after being a sponge, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, so but yeah, yeah I just really think super simple, just absorb it all. And go. Absolutely. yeah,
1: and that is what we shall do. And I feel like you're, the, <laughs> you're literally the epitome of just like, investing what investing in your passions looks like, because yeah. it can turn into something that you really want, that you really never knew was there for you like at the time Mm -hmm. you didn't even know Poshmark was going to be integrated totally (laughs) but (laughs) you kept with like you you invested so much into like something that you like doing like like you loved Mm -hmm. Red Bull and Um, dainty insights was something that you just loved so much as well. And it was a part of you and you had like a family connection to it. And so you stuck to it. You didn't know where it was going to be. You didn't know if it paid the bills, you know, but um, (laughs) it it ended up having like the perfect intertwining role with like that passion. And then what you did at Red Bull and even like what you studied at UBC. So it, Mm it definitely came full circle. And I think a lot of um students listening to this and mm-hmm. honestly whoever's on the career path right now will definitely um be about val- this will be a value to Good. them um and it is a value to me i'm like yeah i'm, glad. You know, I'm, I'm a sponge just take yeah me all be in right a now. sponge <laughs> i love it no, yeah, it so no awesome it's so awesome
2: getting to know you both i appreciate that thank you. Yeah. it's yes, so inspiring you so like
0: I, I feel like I got so much out of this conversation. I Yay. hope other people listening have too. Like I don't know, you're like the hashtag boss girl. That <laughs> hey, <you> know, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, and I guess yeah. To wrap it up, did you want to? I guess tell our listeners where they can find you or connect yeah. with you. Like yourself. Um,
2: Yeah, I love it. Um, I mean, I've already mentioned I'm not good at LinkedIn. So (laughs) I would say don't try to connect with me there because it'll take me a couple months to get back to you. (laughs) I'm at Lissy Clow on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. Would love to connect. Um, Or my email is Lissy or O-R-R at gmail.com. And you can uh, reach me there as well
0: repping both thanks the names so, yeah. yeah i know i like i got <laughs> yeah. it oh
2: perfect well, yeah thanks so much lissy yeah thank you guys this is so great it's so awesome getting to know you both and love chatting this is fun to reflect
1: this was episode three of Careers in Communication with CMNSU and Friends. If you enjoyed it, please give us a follow on Instagram at CMSU and check out our website at CMNSU.com to stay updated on the latest
0: news and events. Next week, we will be joined by Danielle. See you then.